your favourite albums. Disgust. Track by track. On today's podcast... Here are your hosts, Campbell and Jack. Hello, and we are back with Track by Track with Campbell and Jack. We are finally back. I'm a very uh, blocked up and croaky Jack Walker this week, and joining me as always, the man himself. He's fresh from holidays and a 21st birthday, I yes, believe, Campbell. Yes, I'm feeling good. Feeling a lot better than you, obviously. Um, but yeah, a little, little under the weather today, but I thought... Right. We've got to it's get a, one done. We've got to pop one out. Yeah, it's about time. It's been way too long. Yeah, but it's good to be back. I've um, got Great. a great album to talk about today. Yes. A new one, something yeah, a bit new this th- year. We thought we'd uh, go for something fairly recent, but before we um, go and talk about uh, anything regarding the album, I thought we'd uh, offer a bit of an uh, explanation to uh, where we've been over the last yes. month, because uh, there has been a noticeable absence yes. during the time. Yep. First off. You went away for, well, for a couple of weeks. Well, the first two weeks was me, but everyone knew that, and yeah, I think that, they were expecting right. on the on the third week I'd be back and would no, and be up, but no, no, wasn't to be. No, it wasn't to be. We had a date picked out, and we were about to go into record, but neither of us were really feeling feeling all that well. Because there's uh, been something you, going you, around. You said uh, feeling a bit off uh, leg stump. Yeah, it's a bit outside like leg. Our, our cricket knowledge. Just gonna get gonna get hit hit for four. I, I always thought so. No, it wasn't wasn't feeling up to it because I, I I don't want to do it. You know, and it'd just be rubbish. You know, I mean, I'd rather, yeah, I'd yeah. rather wait and, and do something really, really well. Um, so, yeah, and then I think the next week it was you. Yeah, well, I'm currently in the middle of finishing university, so mm. assignments and whatnot, and you had your 21st last week as well, yes. so that also cut into a few things. But yes, yes, we yes. found a, a day this week to finally get it done. It's actually Halloween today. It is. Um, all our commitments regarding Halloween. Yeah, I had to cancel all my, all my Halloween parties. Yeah. Uh, but, the um, throwing the toilet paper over someone's house and <laughs> throwing eggs at someone's wi- in someone's window. I do like lollies though. So, isn't it funny how Halloween's become a you know it, it's so slowly like it's becoming a big thing in Australia? Yeah, I, I don't really know why. It's no, it's all it's kind of that old Christian thing of martyrs and you know it's like you know the Day of the Dead, I suppose in in Mexico. It's that kind of. Yeah. Similar kind of thing, but it's never really been something. It's for... always been a very American sort of holiday. Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't think historically it is, but I think it's mm. just they've kind of adopted it as their own, as yeah. they often do, the great appropriators. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so unlike Australia to take an international concept and uh, turn it into something half assed. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, did you see any of the wall the other day, the new uh, reality TV game show? No, no. We, we, I highly advise you don't. Yeah, right. You were saying it was the what's it's the one where the ball goes in the slot and they win money. It's or like something. it's like a a big pachinko machine or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, I, I caught five minutes of it last night. It's just fresh in the memory, and I just remember it being very. Land. Yeah, there's a new one. What's that one with Peter Hallier? Cram? Yeah, that's starting tonight. That's starting tonight. Bit of a cross promotion for our friends at Channel 10. Yeah. <laughs> send, good us, friends. Send, send us money. Send us money. Lots of money. Uh, yes, I don't think that's going to go off either. A lot of these things have kind of one then, season. Then there's the family cooking show on Channel 9. Family food it, fight. Yeah, it's that time of year good where... friends over at Channel 9. Yeah, yep. Send us money. <laughs> all the uh, commercial networks at the moment just sort of taking all the... 
remaining half-assed ideas they well, have. Well, it's, it's a little bit before Christmas, before all yeah, the... Yeah, it's the awkward slot. Cause Tom, all, all the Tim Allen movies come out, you know? <laughs> uh, was it Christmas with the Cranks? Christmas with the Cranks. That's, that's a good one. Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2. Santa Claus 3. Alf, as always, comes out with Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Um, what's that Matthew Broderick one? Deck the Halls or something? Deck the Halls. Um, Home Alone. Ooh, good one. Comes out. Macaulay Culkin. The one about the tree. Have to no, the train, the train. Oh, the Polar Express. Polar Express. Good film. The Grinch. The Grinch. Oh, there's always plenty. Yeah, there's and always. And of course, who can forget um, the the, uh, the Christmas carols on Christmas Eve? Oh, yes. With Carl and Lisa. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Of course, that that's it's happened just, in the just Carl now in the past months. Uh, the well, I mean, we've got a bit of news to talk about, but none bigger than uh, Lisa. I've always been a big fan of Lisa, but from I think I think she, Channel Ten. Channel Ten. I think she she made a, a mistake there. Mm. I think she got her money though. Oh yeah, she got whatever she was looking Cause for. Because my, my, my problem is, it wasn't. It, to me, it wasn't a, a, a gender issue. To me, it was an issue of who did more work. Because it was, they're just Channel Nine contracts. They're not, you know, Today Show contracts. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? So it's yeah, they're hired by the network. So Carl did that um, in in a year's time show. Oh, good lord! Yeah, that um, one. Same time next year. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say it's a good show, but he does it. Yeah, he <laughs> he does. Uh, always does Christmas carols. Yeah, he does the Today Show. He's a journalist for Channel Nine. Yes, and half the time, Lisa writes for the Huffington Post. Does she? She does. So I never understood why she wanted the same amount of money because she doesn't do the same amount of work. That's that's a fair point. Yeah. But, you know, good luck to her. I think Carrie Bickmore might be leaving. I think that might the be project. the idea. Oof. I can't imagine Waleed and Lisa. I don't, I don't think they're going to have the best of chemistries. Fiery chemistry, maybe. Yeah, maybe they'll be those, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just see. Anyway. Uh, that's that's the media covered. That, that, that's the whole media covered. We've got, a lot, of, media we've got a lot of music news. I, th- I think we should move on to a bit of music news. So because we haven't done a podcast for about a month, there has been a... A lot of things that have happened. Yes. Um, I'm going to go straight into three musicians who have passed away over the past month. Yep. Tom Petty. Tom Petty, which is weird because we just had the... We uh, did the Wilburys album the a Wilburys. month or two back. Yes. A month or two back. Yeah, that just completely took me off guard. It's just... Yeah, that's one really? of those ones, one of those surprising really? ones. Almost like a, when Bowie died. It's like, well, that yeah. doesn't make much sense. Um, actually, um, four deaths now, I think, because George Young passed away. George Young, of course. George Young. Yeah. Easy Beats. Easy Beats. Uh... Vander and Young, Vander legendary Young. songwriting team, wrote so many classic songs. Uh, Evie for Stevie Wright. Yep. Um, I can't think of any others on the top of my and, head, uh, but plenty others. Uh, he wrote um song for... Uh, I know the one you're thinking of. I'll, g- I'll give it to the end of the episode to to come oh, up it's, with it's, it. It's nothing a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't fix. Um, oh. but, but he wrote so many great songs in Vander and Young. Of course, uh, early producer for ACDC. And also Flash in the Pan. Flash in the Pan, that's who I was thinking of. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he was like, Vander and Young with Flash in the Pan. Yes. Um, that song, it's another cool night on Broadway. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, that song they did? Yeah. yeah. I'll give you to the end of the episode. Yeah, that one thanks. Um, um, so, yeah, Van, um, George Young, um, Tom Petty. Fats Domino. The Fats. The Fats. Legendary blues rock pioneer legendary yeah. uh, piano player I believe I can't yeah. say I'm too familiar with his material well, but saying that I've heard probably heard it uh, a lot throughout the you know the years now's a great various. experience now's a great time to experience fats yes so get on that that can be your homework for next week Bingo. and the uh, the final one now you didn't know this person and ne- neither did I but uh, it affected me in a certain way Gord Downey of the uh, the tragically hip yeah okay not, not too sure about him or the music but he made a the Canadian Prime Minister cry. Who's a good friend of yours? Yeah, see, whenever the Canadian Prime Minister cries, I just so happen to cry. Yeah, right. And he was just very, very... Uh, he was hit hard by the death. Yeah, cool. so I know you and Justin Trudeau are, are very, very close. Eesh. 
you, you've done pretty well there. Got yeah. his name up. Justin Trudeau, yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, you often talk about Canadian music together, you know, Neil Rush. Young. No, yeah, Neil Young, Rush, um, Justin Bieber. And that's just about it. Next time you see Justin Trudeau, uh, just let him just know. Just pat on the back. Yeah, you know, you're, you're okay, mate. He's a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, from here, everyone here at Track by Track. Everyone here at Track by Track, the whole team. Yep. Just, uh, best, of, best wishes yep. for that. And just before we go into the album, the Tigers... They got up in of the grand. Course. They got to the grand final. In fact, I think the last time we did a podcast, they were about to go into the prelim. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They and killed it. They thumped GWS. Mm-hmm. Got into the grand final against the Crows and had a epic win there. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I was watching it as you were as well, I believe. Yes. And it was just an incredible win. I had a good mate of mine who was there at the at the G. He had a yep. great time. We had our. A couple of uh, our other friends who are also big friends of the podcast, watching it at various pubs yes. and clubs around Melbourne. Yeah. Um, what a sports news! Australia lost this the uh, ODI series against uh, India. Oh, shocking! Which is pretty bad. We got the uh, Sheffield Shield coming up to see. We'll be going this to weekend. see if uh, Victoria can can get up there at the top. Western Australia looked very good, I must say. Oh yes, as just South Australia. Yeah. Um, Ashes are coming up. Yes. Uh, ben Simmons over in America playing. Basketball is having one of the best starts a rookie has ever had in the entire. This is a very uh, eclectic uh, news mix for the just, start of the podcast. Just trying to catch everyone up. Yeah, um, there's been so much that's happened since we've uh, last been on air. Uh, we're not at nuclear war just yet. No, not yet. But hold tight. We could <laughs> be anytime soon. Um, Keep those calendars clear. That's about it. Sport, media, music, politics. Yeah, uh, there was one more thing, but we'll mention that a bit later. I think cause it's, right. it's a bit related to uh, the album we're doing. Fantastic. If you know what I mean. Now. Uh, Speaking of the album we're doing, as we said before, we are doing something a little bit recent. Would you care to just provide the little introduction? Yeah, well, the well, there was a, back in the 90s, there was a quite a successful um, pop band called Oasis. Bigger Than Jesus, I heard. Bigger Than Jesus, yeah. I've heard. Um, and we're doing this, oh, so the big, first... Bigger Than The Beatles. Bigger Than The, the Beatles. Beatles said they were bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Oasis said they were bigger than The Beatles, I Yeah. Think. And um, so, Liam Gallagher... Is it's his first ever solo? Brothers. Um, I think he just started to run out of money and thought better. He he had that other band called BDI. BDI, uh, who had a couple of good songs, but the chemistry just wasn't really there. Mm. So he's decided to go solo, Mm. and we will be talking about his debut solo effort, Mm. as you were. So yeah, and I I'm not shy about sounding like Oasis because I love that band and I love that sound. So. Yeah, man, I mean, uh, even though I've got a band with me and all that, I still I'd much prefer to be singing the Oasis songs with our kid and that, but obviously that's not happening, so I've got to do something, haven't I? You know what I mean? You can't sit at home twiddling your thumbs and that. I like the rocking ones, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the singy ones are always a bit hard to sing and that. But um, on the album, I like them all, you know what I mean? I like all the songs on the record, but I do like the ones where you just get in there and get in there, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it's about, innit? But yeah, I'm made up that the album's been received really well, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that get a number one, like, with 3,000 copies these days, and that ain't fucking good enough for me, you know what I mean? So, obviously it sold well, and it seemed like people really want a Liam Gallagher record. So that's made me happy, so I guess we're going to do another one, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm really happy the, sold, the tour sold out. Being me today is, like, really fucking happy, you know what I mean? So this is a fairly recent album, Campbell. We haven't done this for a, a little while. We want to do more of these albums that have just been, you know, hot yeah. off the press. Yeah, well, I mean, Villains is probably the last one yeah. we did. Yeah, um, Go Please. and check that one out if you have some time after listening to this episode, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're a big fan of his brother, Noel. 
Oh, I'm a huge admirer of Noel's solo material. Yep. In fact, he's got a new album coming out this year, which I think we'll have to get around. I think so. I think we'll... I've, heard, I've heard a couple of songs from it. It's a bit more experimental. Right, okay. It should be fun. But, yeah, so for years I've been listening to Noel's solo stuff because he's about to release his third album, and his other two albums have been fantastic. Mm. And meanwhile, on the Liam side of things, aside from BDI, it's been very quiet. Mm. Uh, not a lot going on there. So... Uh, lo and behold, he's decided to release a solo album, mm. as you were, which uh, lives up to the expectation, I think. I think so, and yeah. From what we've heard. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to a bit of trivia. So it was released on the 6th of October, 2017. So it was only 25 days ago. Not too bad. We were, we were a little bit late. We were supposed to do this two weeks ago. Yeah, but so it would have been, it would have been more get up for it. hot off the press. But. Yep. So there were three different producers who worked on this album. Greg Kirsten. Who Who's absolutely killing it at the moment? Who, yeah, worked on the new Foo Fighters record. He's done Adele stuff, everything under the sun yep. in regards Burn to Burn the Bee. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, Dan Gretsch Magure. Yep. Uh, the Vaccines, Lana Del Rey. Oh, yeah. A uh, couple of. It's interesting. Oh, Vaccines aren't too dissimilar, yeah. And Andrew White, uh, who's done the AM and Lord. Okay. So there's a, you know, a raft of different mm. uh, areas that are covered by these uh, and, producers. And I would, you'd have to say that uh, Liam Gallagher probably wore the producer hat a little bit there. Yeah. Maybe not as a, as a not written down, but what we know about Liam, I think we'd, he'd want to have the things go his way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't hear, I mean, because there's so many different producers, you don't hear specific Yeah, you can't, production if, if you it. listen to a certain song, you can't instantly go... That's a Greg Kirsten song. Yeah. Or that's a Andrew Wyatt song. Yeah. 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 It's uh, they they all share this very similar tone, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I mean there are there, there are different sort of songs with different vibes and whatnot, but they yeah. maintain a very consistent. There's a uh, sound pr- production to it. There's a to sound it, yeah. to the album, isn't there? You go, it's it sounds like an old Oasis record in a way because it. it a lot of songs are. It sounds very, yeah. similar, not just in music, but the sound of it. If I say sound all the time, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> But you know the noise. Get up, get up that uh, thesaurus, man. Yeah, get those synonyms wrong. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, signal. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's a I think it's a ripper. Yep. And uh, you, know, you know my thoughts on Oasis. Well, why don't you provide a bit of background on your knowledge and opinions on Oasis? Because the turnaround here has yeah. been quite yeah. extraordinary. Because Campbell, you are not really an Oasis fan. No. I, I, with me, it happens that if there's no education, I'm like, I'm like an old 60 year old man just trying to talk about same sex marriage, right? There's no education, okay? So because they don't know anything, they just say they don't like it. That's what I do with Oasis. Right. Right? I didn't really know much about them. I knew a couple of songs, but they didn't really capture me. But but then I, I started actually listening to them and giving them a chance. And it's just like, it just seems, it all seems a bit easy. Yeah. To me, you know what I mean? Like, it is, it is pop music. It is, but it just seemed a little bit easy. Um, yeah, you know, that song Supersonic is fantastic. Yes. Um, Champagne Supernova. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderwall. I'm not sure if you've heard that one before. That's a pretty good song. Never. <laughs> Never. Um, but, you know, those kind of songs are great. But then everything else seems like they're kind of just putting something in to, to put out the singles. There are a lot of subtle references to those who have come before them, if you know what I mean, in their songs. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I refer to, of course, the Beatles. Yeah. Be- I mean, but why wouldn't you, you know? Like, why wouldn't mm. you copy the Beatles? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, pretty... some of what the some of the things they've done have literally been almost copy paste yeah, okay. sort of stuff. Yeah, and that's the sort of stuff that detracts from Oasis a little bit. Yeah, but when you look at the heart of it, there's just some really good songwriting. 
like when I really started to get into Oasis, it actually surprised me how talented they were at songwriting when they weren't ripping off old Beatles tunes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of depth there, and at the forefront of it was Noel Gallagher. He wrote majority of Oasis, uh, their material yeah. over the years. Uh, Liam wrote a few songs here and there. I can't pinpoint any of their big songs that he wrote. Uh, there is a song actually called "I'm Out of Time," uh, which is off their last album, which is a great listen. I highly recommend that one. But Noel wrote a lot of the songs, but just gave them to Liam to sing along to. Mm. So hearing a full full-length solo album from Liam. It's it's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to another bit of trivia. The title of the album refers to a sign-off Liam leaves at the end of his Twitter posts, as you were. Oh, really? Yeah. So he might just say, often Manchester today, as you were. Yeah, as you were. As you were. I like as you were as a thing, you know. As you were. Go on then. Yeah. And finally, this is a ripping bit of trivia I found. There's a special edition of the album that features an art print by now. I hope I'm saying this right. Saying this right, Klaus Vorman. Yeah. Now, does that name ring a bell at all? No, no bells. Now, there was once upon a time where a little uh, British rock band called the Beatles was mm. starting off, and they went to Hamburg mm. for a while to, you know, they did their club shows there. Klaus Vorman was one of the photographers who took a lot of their early photos. Mm. And he also did, I believe, the Revolver album cover. I see. Or was involved somewhat in the making of that, yeah. I see. So he took a lot of early photos of the Beatles. Right. Uh, what, what's the What's the picture? I, I haven't actually seen the pictures. Oh. I don't, I don't have the uh, special super deluxe version of the album. Oh, yeah. Only listen to the... Well, uh, the, the, the picture that I know is just Liam Gale looking into the lens looking like really... I'm not sure if he's, he's the actual... Disgruntled. Uh, ...actual photographer who took that photo. Okay. But there's apparently, uh, in the special edition of the album, there's additional photos of Liam that were taken by Klaus Vorman. There you go. Klaus. The Beatles photographer. Big fan of the podcast. Loves Klaus. the podcast. Yeah. Klaus. Yep. Good fan. Uh, he's a big fan of the Klaus-Renft combo as Yes. Well. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Renft. We'll have to do one of their albums one day. Renft, a great German, German psychedelic rock band. Just for those who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, Campbell and I have a bit of an inside joke with this band called Renft. Yeah, R-E-N-F-T. Uh, yeah, Remft, who are this German rock band back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, they've kind of bring like tear the wall down kind of band. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I actually got their greatest hits for my birthday, Jack. I'm oh, sure I wonder, I wonder who got you that. <laughs> I wonder who got, the, uh, got you that. We could, we could look at it at like an international... International month. International month. Yeah. You know, we could do... Well, just albums from countries that you know we wouldn't usually uh, well, done, consider. You went from South Africa? Yeah, we did see that. That's right. That was that's pretty out there. That is pretty I out there. I suppose. But yeah, uh, like do one from yeah. I know like Indonesia and like mm. you know do some K-pop from South Korea. <laughs> you know, mix it up. Mix it. Yeah, you never know. It's, that'd, that'd be a the our ones that are, rating podcast. The ones that are always weird. The, the ones that we think would be about left center. Things like Willie Nelson was popular. You know. Mm. And so that's why we'd really love to hear from the listeners to go. Yeah, do do the Indonesian. Do. Yeah, rock band, Korean yeah. K-pop or whatever. Yeah, do the Ugandan jazz group. You know, that's that kind of because we can find that kind of stuff. There's no problem in that. It's just if it's it's a bit of demand and supply. I think. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. So. Thanks. Good segment. Anyway, we will move straight onto the album now. So we'll go into the first song, "Wall of Glass." Stone you throw will turn back in his path. 
solid opener, Campbell. Yeah, I mean, it's the most important thing. Yes. Uh, as soon as you put on the album, the, the, the opener is um, I mean, appropriate, trying to tell listeners what, what the album's going to be about, what it's going to sound like. It announces it beautifully, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great opener. Uh, I think the drum and bass sound is so important in this. Yeah. Um, because there's so much going on. There is, it, isn't there? It's not muddy. Yeah. It doesn't sound yeah, like every, it's too Everything much. sounds clear mm. and... Uh, you you made mention just while we were having lunch before the acoustic guitar, yes, uh, which you'll hear uh, uh, more a bit more, which is a bit more prevalent in some later songs. Yeah. But here, just in that intro, for example, it still really shines when you've got the harmonica, the mm. distorted guitar lead, yeah. uh, the drums in the background and stuff. So I'll play the intro now, if that's yeah. okay. It could have been so easy to create a couple of, you know, Les Pauls and a Marshall yeah, and, just and, just go, and just go, Ram, but, it, but it wouldn't yeah. have been as interesting. No. It's got that kind of that texture of hitting the strings, you know, those acoustic yeah. strings. I mean, it's, it's still obviously amplified. It's not just the acoustic guitar with a mic next to it. It's this amplified acoustic guitar sound, um, which is actually is a little fun fact. What the, the Rolling Stones used to do a lot. Is that right? Because Keith Richards really liked that sound of the acoustic guitar, but wanted to do things. So they, they put through a desk and just put the distortion on it just to get the kind of the feel because mm. it's, it's a completely different feel if you're playing hard on, on acoustic compared yes. to hard on, on electric um, and I was really impressed that he used that idea throughout the album so we'll talk about that acoustic guitar and how important that is to the overall sound yeah because there's some really really good acoustic songs later on yeah that like are, acoustic in the mean that there's no kind of electric elements yeah yeah, just, just very kind of limited, limited almost. sort of production yeah uh, but back to this song uh, nice little, you know, gospel backing vocals in the chorus. Yes, that's yeah. a nice touch, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is a Greg Kirsten song. Uh, from what I read earlier, mm. I think this is one he did. Uh, yeah. So that's a bit of a thing he would do, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I like the lyrics to this song, Campbell. I do too. I, particularly that pre-chorus, uh, and the stone you throw will turn back in its path. One day you'll shatter like a wall of glass. Yeah. I mean, he Americanizes a bit. We'll turn back in its path. Well, that's the thing I always found interesting. He's got such a strong Manchester accent. Yeah, yet he sings, um, you know, those real path. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, Americans are lucky because with their accent, more words rhyme with what they say. Yes. So I found, I found this great article, before we go on, I found this great article earlier oh, yes. in the week about references that uh, Liam Geller makes throughout these songs. And there's one in this song. You were sold a One Direction. You were sold a One Direction. Is that a subtle reference to the uh, the group? One yes, Direction? it is. Um, I think he's just talking about the, you know, just bagging out One Direction, I suppose. <laughs> um, I like this album already, Campbell. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and you know, there are there are a few. Well, there are a few more um, that I'll mention. I think there are about ten or eleven of them. So I'll keep you yeah, posted. You, yeah, try and uh, keep track of that throughout I'll, the. I'll keep track of it. The, yeah, there you go. As you uh, go track by track. A <laughs> uh, couple other things. It's a lovely little, you know, groovy little interlude thing. This what, what, would you, what would you actually call that? I don't know. It's it just kind of glues two sections together. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit funky. It's a bit dancey. Right, we'll play it, and then you can make up your own mind yeah, of what he, you think it is. Here you go. So yeah, what what do you reckon? It has that almost electronic sort of feel to it, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I but yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound anything too far fetched. No, that's what I'm saying. It, it works with and, the song, and it doesn't sound as if it's kind of pointless as well. Mm. It's it works as this new kind of like a, like a riff, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, the, the riff is the, is yeah. just the are the chords, but he obviously felt he needed something more that was a bit of a instrumental thing because it's very much a lyrical kind of song. It so is. I, I think yeah. he's musical enough to understand that, although it's a solo album and it's obviously a vocal album. Um, that you need those different elements. So it's good that he's doing that straight off the bat. So. Brilliant. So, yeah, look, this song, this was also the first single, mm. must be said. So it really has that commercial appeal to it, mm. which, you know, something like the gospel backing vocals provides and, you know, that almost dancey uh, bridge thing that yeah. connects it. Oh, you can definitely move to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it maintains that traditional oasis sound, which is, which is pretty much Liam when you really think about it. Well, that, yeah. That voice. Yeah. A uh, signature voice. It's interesting how they've how they've mixed his voice as well. How they've made it sound. You know, they've almost put a little more extra grunt on it. I suppose perhaps that he's not. He doesn't hit the yeah. same notes he used. He's forty five now. So he, he sounds pretty good here. He sounds pretty good. I mean, that can be you know them touching it up a little oh, bit, yeah. but uh, but even if it is, it doesn't matter because we still mm. hear that sound. It's not as if it sounds like somebody else. You know, what yeah. I mean? it still sounds very lamb, which is good. Yeah, very good. Uh, moving on to the next track. This is called Bald. A bold, sorry. No, not bold <laughs> as in growing bold. Bold. Yes, I Sounds great, Jay. Brilliant tune. Sounds great. Oh, Fantastic tune. It was, you know, this is a different producer doing this song. Yes, and I, uh, I, I, his name was here a second I ago. can see absolutely no... Gretsch Margaret. I can see absolutely no difference between the two. It's no. so clean, and it almost seems like a continuation. Um, this is much more um, spatial. Dare I say it's a bit James Bondy. Yeah, it's big and it's swirling. As, as, as we've said in prior podcasts, you know, every album's got to have a bit of a James Bond thing. Yeah. Uh, this this song's you know pretty close. I mean, it has that uh, descending chord progression in the verses. So it sounds fantastic. Me, me likey. Yeah. Me likey, Campbell. But it's done it's done really well. Um, now I better get the reference out of the way. You might find this one incredibly interesting, Jack. Did, you, pe- did you pick up on it? I didn't. There's no love worth oh. chasing yesterday. Now I did know that. I didn't realize uh, that was one you were going to point out, but I do know that because Chasing Yesterday happens to be the title of Noel Gallagher's second Tw- album. 2015 album by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Subtle. So a little subtle one. It wasn't Good in album, a, by the way. It wasn't in a uh, kind of in, in a in a big chorus or anything. Kind of like puts, no, it was just put tuck, it in there. in there. Just to, maybe just to kind of treat himself, you know. Um, so the songwriting, once again, this is a little bit cheeky. Um, and uh, but you know you can always say anything if you've got a good like, song behind it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's no point in saying, you know, oh, I hate you, Noel, without having a really great tune behind it. That's right. Um, but yeah, James Bond is right. It's big it sounds swirly. There's a, a big kind of breakdown thing going yeah. on there. Yep. So, firstly, before we go into any of that, I just want to play a bit of the verses with that descending chord progression. That is a very with nice. some with some uh, the part with the drums. Yes, the drums sound really good in this song. Dunk it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll play the verse there. Okay. I don't want to say Liam 
borrowed the chord progression at all, but it does bear a resemblance to the Oasis song, or dare I say the Noel Gallagher song, The Master Plan. I don't know it. Well, there you go. If, you, if there's your homework assignment. Well, play it now for, for those... Oh, I mean, edit it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will. For those uh, listening at home. Yeah. So here is The Master Plan. Uh, just a snippet, yeah. Just a little snippet, yeah. not the whole song. I have, a, I, I have a feeling that uh, our listeners wouldn't appreciate four minutes of uh, Oasis. <laughs> yeah, just, just like just point A to point B. Um, well, you know, if if he's there writing those kind of songs, it's it's hard for them not to sound or bear resemblance to. Like imagine yeah. if Angus Young from ACDC moved out and formed another group. Oh, shocker. A, a lot of the stuff is going to sound a lot like ACDC <laughs> because that's kind of... I know. I always thought there was a bit of a reggae musician just burst, you know, just waiting, bursting, just hoping to get just out, trying to get out all these years. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think there'll there'll be a little bit of that throughout the album. Um, reggae, no, <laughs> reggae. He's very interesting though. Um, he's he's into his reggae though. Is he? Liam Gallagher, yeah. Um, so very very good song. Um, yeah. I- Great, Sorry. just a great sound. I, just I love a great the sound. sound. Yeah. Going back off that great sound, the bridge or that little breakdown part that yes. we brought up earlier. Uh, one of the greatest simplistic, just pure sounding bridges I've heard this year. Yeah, just it sounds absolutely fantastic. It mm. builds up beautifully. There's some backing vocals that are added in the second half, and then the drums come in with some tom tom work. Mm. So I'll give that a play now. that little bit of a group mm-hmm. yeah that is fantastic in the way that continues to the next chorus yeah and, uh, and it builds doesn't it it, it does it builds yeah. literally it just kind of keeps going and actually goes somewhere that's the best thing about those things because you can build and then it just goes nowhere you go well that's no point putting the build there you know what i mean yes uh only complaint about this song maybe ends with a bit of a whimper yeah probably yeah, yeah that's that's not, probably not much fair. i mean i like that it ends and not a bit of a fade out yeah but you know, that could have been improved a little bit, I think. But overall, two fantastic songs to start the album. A bit, bit of a surprise having a bit of a slower song mm. this early as well. Mm-hmm. But there you go. There you that, go. That's uh, everything's uh, the tempo has brought up uh, with the next song, though, which uh, would you like to introduce? I believe it's Greedy Soul. Oh, it's great. That's really great. Um, yeah, it's um, 
It's it's much more of a chorusy number, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt about it. It's certainly uh, a lot more simplistic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, starting with that acoustic guitar guitar riff, very bluesy sort of riff, uh, which I'll play now. Sorry, my throat's losing it a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, I wouldn't say it really grabs me, the start of it. Um, it gets better as it goes on, because I listen to the first, you know, the opening part and the verse, and I'm just thinking that it's a little bit uninspired, maybe. But I've, I've heard it, I've heard this before, but yeah. saying that when it gets to the, especially the chorus, which we played before, uh, it's great. It sounds refreshing again, that sort of similar... Uh, sound we heard previously, yeah. and it's good. But yeah, just as when it starts off, I just thought it, oh, it didn't really grab me. But saying that, when it goes to the second verse, there's a few other guitar lines in there that add a bit of spice to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. I remember probably the, without giving it, like, I only just gave it a listen when it came out, you know, came up on Spotify or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, this kind of sounds cool. But then when you kind of really listen to it and you go, well, is it, well, is it as good as the other two? Probably not. Mm. Um, but it, I mean, it needs to be there, I suppose. Yeah, and this was a single. Yeah, uh, th- yeah, third single, I and think. it sounds like a single. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it does the job. Like I'm yeah, not, I can't criticise it too much. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's it's a well written song for yeah. what it is. Yeah. But when you compare it to what's come before it already, um, it's just down a little bit on the scale. But mm. good song. It's still a good song. Good it's song. A really good song. Uh, you wanted to bring up the acoustic guitar player in this song. Yeah, it's the same guy for played acoustic guitar, rhythm guitar for Oasis. There you go. Uh, what's his name? Paul someone. Uh, scroll down on the, the page you've got open there, my friend. Now, further down. Oh, yeah. Further down. Oh, yeah. Further down. Oh, here he is. Paul, Paul Arthurs. Paul Arthurs. Uh, also plays so, bass on the next song. On the next song. So there you go. Um, speaking of which, just uh, go back down. There's a lot of people involved in this album. Yeah, I mean, just look at the um, at the uh, personnel. There are heaps. Yeah, which makes it even more remarkable that there is this sort of consistent sound throughout the album. Yeah, I mean... You've uh, got all these musicians. I mean, I feel I mean there's, them, there's easily about 25 people there. Well, a few of them are people that kind of play cello and violin and trombone and stuff, mm. I suppose. Backing it's vocals. Saying that, you've got about three or four different drummers. A couple of bass players, uh, keyboards. Probably a dozen different people playing guitar on different tracks. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it makes it interesting, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. It. Uh, anyway, so I didn't really have much else to say about Greedy Soul, but good song all around. Let's have a look at um, Paul Arthur's going to be playing bass on Paper Crown. Paper Crown. Here it is. Good song. About four from four at this stage. That's another really good song. Yeah, I like that. Um, different though, isn't it? It's it is. Yeah, it's kind of softer and a bit slower. Um, quite um, poetic, I suppose. The whole paper yeah, crown thing is paper crown. Talks about kind of looking at the pages of your paper crown and the ashes of your paper crown. And um, I, I, like I, I sort of see the paper crown as like someone 
who thinks they're important, but mm. you know, isn't really like you know, a crown would uh, yeah, a you, king would have their crown. Yeah, you make your own paper. Yeah, you crown. make you make your own crown out of yeah. paper to show your importance. Yeah, when really there's not much. Uh, it could be a bit of a subtle poke towards Noel. Oh, I think a lot of this is a subtle poke well, towards Noel. I think yeah, the entire album was the whole the poke to Noel. Um, yeah, look, an, another acoustic song to start off with. Uh, what I wanted to bring up is how full does that acoustic yeah. guitar sound in the beginning? Yeah, it doesn't sound just like a. Like, well, it sounds like there's a choir of acoustic guitars. Yeah, it sounds huge. So we'll just play that. Yeah, I mean that was the first thing that you kind of mentioned. You yeah. Did play, wow, it's a huge yeah, it's, sound. It's really you know dominant through both speakers. Yeah. and and then no, uh, no, Liam. Oh, jeez, don't uh, say that. <laughs> And I'll be writing into the podcast next week. Yeah. Uh, Liam's voice just comes in, and it's real, you know, smooth. It's it's that perfect contrast. To yeah, the guitar I like. Yeah, people, I mean, people often. I mean, you see online people kind of criticise kind of uh, Liam as a kind of one trick pony as far as his voice goes. But he's he's really, although he has that kind of similar um, tone to his voice, he can kind of push it really hard as a rock singer when he needs mm. to but bring it back as a singer-songwriter kind of poppy thing yeah and I think this is a great example especially if you look at um, you know Greedy Soul that's more the yeah the aggressive you know yeah. Greedy Soul he's got a real grit in his yeah, voice kind of like this but with this with this one Paper Crown it's which a lot is more softer. melodic yeah. and yeah he's able to show, show off his voice a little I more. think a lot of people give him a bit of stick for that but um, I certainly think these four songs have been a really good demonstration of, of his um Vocal capacity. Yep, agreed. Uh, dynamics in this song. Great little drum fill that leads into the second verse. Yes. Uh, first time we really hear the drum, drums have a real little standout little well, fill. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it sounds really old-fashioned, mm. the drums. Well, they're not a, you know, they're not a band as, you know, I suppose. They're a, they're a, it's a solo act, you know. And yeah. It's, and, and, and it's a different eight, thing. 800 people playing on the yeah. album. So it's a different thing. It's not, you know, let's sound great, it's a band and let's have equal elements of drums and bass and guitar and make it sound really cool and creative, we're there to make Liam sound good. Yep. You know, and I've been doing session stuff recently playing drums and that's really, it's different. Doing a, doing a band session, mm. um, which I've done before, is a real collaborative, Yeah. Make, you make your drum sound really good, make your bass sound really good. Where When you're doing a session for somebody, it's, it's much more of a direct focus of... How, how you make is this, them sound yeah, good. Is this guy mm. happy or is this lady happy with what I'm doing for her sound or his sound? And I think all of the, all of the, the actual musical elements on this album just make Liam sound really great. I agree. You know, so... Uh, was there anything else? Another good bridge. Yes. There's been a few good bridges yeah. on this album. This one raises it up a little bit. There's yeah. some lovely little guitar licks everywhere. The, the guitar hasn't been like hugely prevalent but, on this but album it's been so there. far. No. Oh, I mean, the electric guitar, of course. There's been like, yeah, little licks little, and so little forth. Bits. Little bits. Little bits. There's yeah. a little catchphrase coming back. Yeah, no, but that, that really is the is what he wants. It, it adds just little bits of colour, I suppose. Yep. Um, and it's pretty... Yeah. Um, Who's doing guitar on um on, which on this on, on this track? We track three and four, electric guitar. We couldn't possibly write down all of these no there is so many we've had to resort to the internet but uh yeah it, there's there's so many different guitar players um let's and, see and them aren't all that well known you know it's not dan mcdougall dan mcdougall the mcdougall Mc, the mcdonald's uh ripoff is that him yeah uh electric guitar tracks two to six no that's two six he plays track oh. two and then six to nine i misread that my mistake so, uh greg greg kirsten actually plays there you go. Electric guitar. Track four. Track four. There you go. And then uh, who else we got? 
Mike Moore on electric guitar. If anyone's seen the uh, 90s sitcom, or not sitcom, uh, satire show Frontline, they'll get a huge laugh from that. Mike Moore playing electric guitar. He plays bass on the next track as well. Oh, beautiful. See, it's just leading on to the next song perfectly, yeah. isn't it? Uh, here's the next song, For What It's Worth. Very good. Uh, very good. Very good. Straight away, just grabs the listener. With, yes. With the that little drum intro and then the acoustic well, guitar it, rhythm. Oh, he, Liam comes straight in, doesn't he? Yeah, he's straight in. It's, you know, it's the old Beatles thing of put the chorus at the start <laughs> and hope for the best, I suppose. But I think it, um, overall, I think it starts much better than it finishes. Yeah, it's a bit samey come, mm. come the end. Mm. Um, I would have liked maybe a few guitar licks chucked in at the end. Well, it's another one of those um, singles, isn't it? Uh, this one, I believe, was, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're written in a different way mm. when you're trying to write a single, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I think when you're trying to write a single, you want to try and make it a pop hit. And I think this kind of fits into that kind of category, you know what I mean? So, um, lyrically, it's great. I think the lyrics are fantastic. Yeah. Is this uh, Liam... You know, sending an olive branch to not. No. 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 I'm so for what it's worth, I'm sorry for the hurt. No. Um, no, not at all. In time we'll put this behind. No. No? No. You sure? They don't like each other. <laughs> they there was this thing, he's been interviewed by BBC Music and he's like, you know, is this you know, what if you offer lots of money? They offered like a half a billion or something pound. Yeah. To get back. He's like, no, no. He's like, no, I don't like I, I don't like the guy. And people think it's this big act, you know? And Liam's like, I just I don't like him. I'm sorry. Don't like the guy. So I don't think this is an event. I think it's probably more of a relationship kind of song. Um Okay. Or uh, I don't know about the kids or something, but yeah, it might be about Lennon. Lennon Gallagher. Lennon Gallagher. It's his son. Do you know that? Oh, really? Yes, his name's Lennon Gallagher. Lennon Gallagher. Yeah. You are joking. No. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know, it might be one of those. Um, but it does sound like a bit of an Olive Branch song, doesn't it? It does, it's doesn't tr- it? It's trying to make amends, which is... Well, that's the thing. Liam's, he's older and wiser now. Mm. Maybe he's trying to make up for some of the things he did mm. in the past. I mean, yeah. he's still not a very nice person, but, you know, he's saying yeah, that maybe he's, he's ready to make, or make amends for a few things. I think he's getting better. I think in the 90s, he was an awful human being. <laughs> I think maybe he's getting a little bit old and a little bit wiser. Um, okay, but yeah, we don't know. We're not here to we're not here to cast judgment on <laughs> on how people operate. Just we're here to cast judgment on their music. Fair enough. Um, yeah, for what it's worth, great, good song. Wouldn't be out of place on any Oasis album. Okay, I feel it's very, very Oasis like. Okay, uh, and also another fantastic bridge. Yes, really, really good bridge, and also uh, really good strings in this song. Just before I touch on the bridge, uh, we we were speaking about some of the people who were playing strings on the album before. I mm. uh, said so there were a few of them, and that's what makes up all the people who play on this album. Well, I was wondering when they were, were going to come in, but there's much more of a string section on this, isn't there? Yes. So um, I'll play the bridge now, and you can hear how that how the chorus transitions into the bridge and then back into the, yeah. the chorus again. You can hear all the strings and whatnot. So here you go. 
kept me listening, this album. Yeah. You know, every song's had something a bit, you know, fresh and new and shows a different side of Liam. Yeah. I also wonder if uh, Simon Johns, who is the co-writer of this song and the only other song he's co-written, what influence that has. You know, the songwriters are always really interesting. Were they, yes. uh, were they more lyrically involved or were they more songwriter involved? Mm. That's why that whole thing of Lennon and McCartney being the songwriters. Well, you got you know you got George Harrison in the in the corner who wrote wrote lots of the riffs, lots of the yeah. You know, when you write a riff, it's not just one thing, is it? It's a throughout the song. There's this and this and this. I always think it's kind of disingenuous to say that yeah, they're just the two songwriters. <clears throat> um, so it'd be interesting to see where that kind of music comes from because it says that Liam Gallagher plays guitar on. Chris Guitar on quite, quite a few songs. On yeah. lots of the tracks. So I wonder if it was kind of him in his bedroom or whatever, writing the songs. As the you know, you know as the forty five year old man he is just, you know, sitting quietly in his yeah. bedroom yeah, you, it, jamming yeah. away. And it might be. Um But look, we're we're almost halfway through. Yep. And we've seen this kind of um personalised songwriting, we've seen the you know, that great kind of British pop sound. Yep. We've Heard some rock songs, heard some quieter songs. It'd be interesting to see um, going forward if we can kind of see any big changes. Well, it's funny you should say that because this next song yeah. is uh, a very big change yeah. in regards to sound and just groove and mm. rhythm. Uh, so if you're done, we'll get to that now. I'm done. Let's get to it. When I'm in need. I kind of heard that for the first time. I'm not really sure if it was my thing. Mm. Um, but before I go on, there is a there is a reference. Did you pick it? Uh, I, w- I wasn't really listening. If I if I was honest, I was more listening to the music than the lyrics. Look for the girl. The world is surreal. Look for the girl with the sun in her eyes. Well, it seems pretty far fetched, but what's it supposed to mean? Well, from um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's. It seems probably a bit far fetched, but. Yeah, look, long long bow, but look I don't for, know. look for the girl, maybe. Um what else is there? Um yeah, well it's got she's her purple haze. Oh yeah, that's right. Um That's right, I remember listening to that for the first time and then I just thought, ah, subtle. Oh, well, and then um I get by, which is in a couple tracks time, it's got like all of the other ones. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> like there's like eight of them in the one song. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, um yeah, but I can see what you mean by there's a difference. Well firstly, uh, it's a bit more psychedelic, this song, I, I would say. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit more out there at times. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's a waltz. Uh, yes. We haven't, we haven't heard that so far. Some of the instrumentation's that little bit more uh, out there. There's some you know, big triumphant brass towards the yeah. end, which is really cool. Again, some real Beatles influence in there, that goes without saying. And yeah, but overall, I think it's a pretty good song. Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite in the same level as the top five. So perhaps it's so it means that's just my kind of thing, right? Um, but look at it, like Greg Kirsten's not really a huge producer; he only produces three tracks. Um, 
Yes. Gresham Marguerite seems to be the and uh, the man. Our, our mate Andrew White just does the one. Yeah. Which is a uh, a few tracks later. Yeah. But I'll uh, bring some attention to the what's the like the really anthemic ending. Yeah, it almost seems like it could be a really good kind of finisher. Yeah, uh, definitely, you know definitely. But yeah, with the use of the horns, you know, yeah. it has that real fist pump yeah. sort of vibe to it. So I'll play a bit of that yeah. now. Maybe a bit of like a Hey Jude sort of ending yeah, is what, well, he, was, yeah, what he was going for. Well, yeah, I suppose for. so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't have too much else to bring up here. Oh yeah, nice use of strings in the instrumental section. So again, uh, more instrumentation and yeah. it sounds really good. That's all I have for this one. I'm, yep. I'm tapped. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that ending was um, quite interesting. I think um, as far as uh, where it is in the album, you know, it's quite mm. a big ending for a, what number six. In the well, maybe it's like in regards to the vinyl, that's like the end of the first half. Well, yeah, true. So there true. you go. Uh, so maybe he was producing this album, or you know, putting songs in a certain order that would fit the sort of vinyl experience. Yeah, Campbell. Yeah, well, we're, we're, looking, we're looking way too deep in yeah. this. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring up is that none of the songs so far have been incredibly long. That's been the longest song at four minutes eighteen. Yeah, everything's well, been around three minutes thirty, roughly. Yeah, we write those three thirty pop songs. Yeah, that's what he's always done, I suppose. Funnily so. enough, but yeah, so that's about it for when I'm in need. We'll move on to the next song. This is "You Better Run." bit too greedy soul. Yeah, it's, for it's me. a bit samey, isn't it? There was literally that one part. That was literally the same they've as just, greedy soul. They've just sped, sped up a little bit. I'll tell you what, it is similar to greedy soul in that it didn't really get me until the chorus. Yep. Uh, the rest I thought was just a bit eh. I concur, I concur. Just a bit eh. But the yep. chorus, which we just played, great. Uh, really good use of brass uh, in the background, that little yep. like sustaining note that uh, holds during that little chord progression. Yeah, not the most original tune, but there are parts of it that make it better. Like, for example, I'll bring up the bridge, another good bridge. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if I'd really call it a bridge because the rhythm and all that's fairly similar to what comes before it, but there's that uh, Liam singing something different and you hear the female backing vocals. Yeah, which is great. Great, yeah. Yeah, the, the backing vocals. Vicky Akintola. Okay. Who did backing vocals on this album? 
uh, most of them. I mean, this is why this kind of podcast is good, you know, because it's it's interesting. That you can have these people that work on this thing, and we can say who they are. And in five years' time, they might be, you know, Adele. Yeah. You know, she might Vicky might spend her time doing backing vocals, and she might be working on something on her own. You know. So if you keep an eye out for Vicky, she's going places. She's, she she's sounds she places. sounds great on this album. She does. Uh, there was another person who did backing vocals, but she's don't uh, worry about she, she's the, the, she, She's the main. Vicky's uh, the star. She's the main star. Let's be honest. Um, there are two references: one to the Beatles, one to the well, Stones. I, I did hear Hell's a Skelter. Yeah, and Angels Give Me Shelter. Thank you. So you got the Beatles and the Stones there. So it's interesting. It's really interesting that there are so many. Um, because I, I was listening, I'm going, oh, I can really hear lots of these different references to yes. bands and to songs and to albums and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I see what you mean about this song. It's very uh, chorus thing, but I think that's what we're expecting. We're expecting a, a chorusy Liam Gallagher Oasis kind of thing. Yeah. And we got it. So I'm not sure we should be complaining too much about how the choruses are better than because I mean that's what Oasis is, isn't it? They're they're a band of choruses, the big anthemic choruses. Of course, yeah, and they sold well, millions of records uh, doing it. I was say, speaking about anthemic choruses, you know the song "Don't Look Back in Anger." We were speaking a little bit about yeah. this before. Did you see the Metallica thing the other day? That's I think that's the extra bit of news that you were going to say at the start. Yeah, yeah, for the oh, I was, but I thought I'd save it till later till we found the opportune moment. But so Metallica were doing a gig in in Manchester, yeah, of all places, yeah, and. I, I saw I saw a bit of the video. Mm. Uh, I think it was it, just a instrument. It's, it's instrumental. Yeah, it was, thing. it was just Kirk and uh, uh, the and bass player Rob, Rob yeah. uh, doing a bit of a bass guitar doodle, and they start going. Yeah. They start jamming. Don't look back in anger, and they get the whole crowd to sing along. It yeah, was fantastic. and it's great because it's. I think it was at that, that stadium where the shooting. Yes. Took place. Uh, the uh, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande thing. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, the don't look back in anger is quite symbolic, I suppose, of yep. of that event. And um, Liam did that song. At the uh, fundraiser concert. Yeah. 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 So I think that's, yeah, that was actually really quite nice. And a big band like Metallica, I'll try not to be too judgmental, but I, I suppose the kind of the, the clientele that enjoy Metallica could possibly be a little bit angry and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I found it quite a funny, um, yes, a funny kind of song to do. Um, Especially when it's in drop D tuning. Yeah. And it's just really distorted. Yeah. But it works. It yeah, mean, it, it I mean, sort of did. I mean, that's that's the, the great thing about melody is that it doesn't matter in what kind of area uh, it is in a song, if it's in a really heavy song, if it's in a jazz yeah. song, melody will always be something that you'll be able to pick. And if it's a good melody, it'll sound good anyway. Yes. Um, like... Um, a few of my favourite things, you know, like dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Um, John Coltrane did a cover of that. It's originally it was for a musical, but yeah, he's like, yeah. "That's such a good melody." That was Sound of Music. Sound of Music, was it? Yeah. yeah. And John Coltrane said, "That's such a great melody. I'm going to turn it into a jazz standard." Of course. So you now do. it's a jazz standard. Yeah. And so I think that's why people like Oasis, like the Beatles, like the Stones, are so successful because they can manipulate melody so yeah. well. But, that was a great little. Uh, uh, segment of us getting sidetracked there. That was brilliant. Yeah, it happens. happens it, was, a lot. It, was, it was really Actually, really it not happen all that much this this episode. No. I mean, we were saying before we were... Well, we had the very uh, mixed opening news segment where we talked about True. everything True. that we missed. Oh, um, you want to... In case we've been living under a rock, you never know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I think that... Um, I mean, yeah, well, you said to me earlier, we want a pretty... Stock standard episode to get yeah, back on the no no frills back on the back on the saddle. So we haven't well, the, jumped around too much. And just another thing we forgot to mention earlier is that 
Uh, if you're wondering if we're going to do keep doing the TV show Supergroup, mm. uh, even though Supergroup September's over, we, we probably are. Yeah, uh, we're just giving it a bit of a break this week, mainly because we we just yeah. want to get back in the saddle and, uh, and and the highlights. We probably won't give you the full show rundown, but we'll just we'll just do the yeah. We we might do a more abridged thing. The best bits. Um, I mean, it's but, so, but saying that this next episode coming up, there's so many good bits. <laughs> I mean, it, it was such a highlight of, of the Supergroup weeks, I suppose, mm. because we, it. it Related so well to you know all the egos and yes. stuff, and, and that actually works really well now with all the egos talking about a Liam Gallagher, I suppose, <laughs> who's the king of egos. Oh yes, um, you know they he he was at um, voted like number one lead vocal lead vocalist or frontman frontman or yeah by oh in someone. the in the nineties he was crazy yeah I suppose he was just you know a symbol yeah I mean there was a lot of talk about comparisons or. From Jesus Christ, most of them coming from himself, funnily enough. Yeah, and um, a lot of them were probably justified with the amount of attention he got. Well, yeah, I think you know Christianity only goes so far <laughs> across countries, but Oasis can spread everywhere, I suppose. So yes. we're done with you. Better run, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, and a little bit more information on other side, other little um, the random bits of information. Yep, as we do. Um, so what's up next? I get by. I get by. This is the one with the 400 million different uh, oh, references. references as well. So get ready. Well, for worth, I didn't have that much to say about it. So uh, you can fill it with that. Well, here so, it is. Here it is. Yeah, look. It, yeah, I can it, see that. It, it is what it is. You yeah. know, it's a it's great a, music though. Yeah, music sounds great. Great. I think the vocals um, are just kind of uh, a little bit. Eh. Yeah, it's odd leg stump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, yeah, look, the chorus part we just played—that's pretty catchy. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I just can't really think of anything in this song that really stands out. Yeah. Well, don't mean don't to give you some references, please. Um, now it's almost the entire chorus. And I think it's a little bit far-fetched. However, if he was thinking the way that these guys were thinking, perhaps it's true. Only love. It's Only Love by yep. the Beatles. Only Love Can Break My Heart by Neil Young's Only Love Can Break My Heart. Only Love, they say, will tear us apart. Joy Division, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Yeah. Uh, there's No Love Lost, um, Sycophant. Joy Division's No Love Lost. And never look back, go where you're going to, don't look back in anger. Never look back, don't look back. So how many How many was that? That was like five. Yeah, in the one song. All in the... All in the chorus. All in, all, all in that part. Okay, so good, yeah. Did you have anything else to mention about this song, aside from well, every, the, the, those, all those every, uh, references? Every album that we do, I suppose, is a little bit meh. Oh, every, every album we do. <laughs> every album that every we, album do. we do is just plain <laughs> sucked. Every it? album that we do, there's always one or two songs that's a bit meh. Yeah. And I think this one is a little bit of that kind of filler. Yeah. Um, it's, it's three minutes. It does no real harm. It does no harm, but, you know, it might be up there on the top block. You never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, speaking of the block, you saw the block. I don't know if anyone saw the block. Hughesy bought the house. Did you know that? Hughes is in. Dave Hughes. Oh. He bought the house for like oh. three million bucks. Oh, good for him. So there you I'm, go. I'm very, very happy for him. Yeah, good. We're all here. He's a big fan of the podcast as well, so 
Nova, Nova lovers over there. Could give us some, some air time. That's a different story. Send money, Channel 9. Send money. We need some help. Some production to tighten up these screws. All right. So we've got um, the next song is Chinatown. A good song. Uh, good song. We're going to talk about the song after we play it. And so here's the song. It's called Chinatown by Liam Gallagher. I love that. Great. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. That was kind of always a standout for me on the on the album. It sounds so different. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Which is something that's been lacking in the last two or three tracks. Something something fresh. Completely different. And this is the last um Oh, it isn't. No, this is the one that this is the, this is the Wyatt. Yeah, the Wyatt song. Just so on his on yeah, his own. The Wyatt song, yeah. Um Yeah, and it's great. I just love it's the really good. You know, um the police are taking over while everyone's in yoga, you know, all that kind of just tongue-in-cheek kind of songwriting. Um, it works really well, and it's it's got this kind of backwards hi-hat thing on it. Yeah, yeah. Doing the whole song. Yep. Some keyboards that you pointed out to me. Yeah. Playing a little the, air keyboard. The, the 80s synth is yeah. coming back, Campbell. Yeah. We heard it with Queens of the Stone Age earlier this year. There was some on the new Foo Fighters album that yeah. um, was released as well. There's some here. The 80s synth mm. is coming back. Mm. It is coming back, and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be huge it's next. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. Um. So. This was actually wasn't written by. This is one of the only songs not written by. Yeah, that uh, Liam didn't have any involvement in. Uh, this is actually a white song. Yeah, as is Paper Crown and Ty. Got to give out to uh, Michael Ty. Mickey Ty. Mickey Ty. Mickey Ty. Uh, so, you know, happiness is still a warm gun. Oh. Is your reference? I'll, I'll I'll say subtle again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, but hey, that's on him though. He didn't write this one, so it's. Yeah, that's interesting. They've, Funnily enough, they've, they've almost really. I mean, I'm not sure if they wrote the lyrics as well, or if Liam had an involvement mm. in that. But the fact that they've really bounced off Liam's idea of lyrics mm. and how he writes them well, to yeah. include those Beatles references well, and, and, and things like "Police Taken Over," "Everyone's in Yoga," or whatever. That's yeah. such a Liam sort of lyric. Yeah, but it's not. You know, happiness is a warm gun. It's happiness is still a warm gun. So perhaps he's saying, you know. It's still a warm gun. That's good. I think that's what he's trying to say. Um, <laughs> but so we're heading towards. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought I had something much more. That's, that's, that's deep. I thought I had something much more profound to say, but I didn't. So. Well, okay. So in regard to music, it's a really different sounding intro with the acoustic guitar again. It's a uh, different from the acoustic guitar we've heard earlier. It's almost you know a bit of reverb attached to it maybe, yeah. and it sounds like, um, you know, it's been recorded in like maybe a big room or something it sounds, that, yeah. that natural re- re- reverberation that's sort of coming from it yeah um, I, um, I noticed it too especially um, kind of as soon as the song starts with that acoustic intro yeah. which you might just play now yeah song. I will it sounds a lot different too the past eight tracks in its own very unique way. Mm. So that could be why it's real involvement. And the the other part, uh, this also has a real psychedelic section, which is something I think's been, I wouldn't say sorely lacking, but mm. it's it's nice to hear something, uh, you know, regarding that part of Liam's style of writing. Yeah. Because Oasis had some psyche moments here and there. Yeah. And I'm very happy to 
hear one here. Yeah. Hear a part here. So I'll give that a play now. Cool. Definitely more of a focus on melody as we were speaking before some of the other tracks that yep. were a bit more uh, softer, like Paper Crown. Certainly more of an emphasis on highlighting Liam's voice. Funny you should mention that. Both written by the same songwriters. That's true. So That's very go. true. You know, he knows how to write for Liam. Songwriting is very important, yep. uh, as we see. Um, I mean, throughout, but this is another one of the things we will say it again that there's so many people that are working on this album in different ways, mm. if they're instrumental, uh, instrumentalists or if they're producers or songwriters. But there's this great clarity of what Liam's trying to achieve, mm. you know, like as far as an album goes. Um, and it seems to be working um, really, really well. So it's glad that sometimes I've said this a lot, like a lot on lots of different albums we've done, but it's uh, it can seem a little bit disjointed when there are lots of different yeah. people working on it. But this seems really... It, it's remarkably consistent, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. I don't think we've had an album, or at least not for a long time, where it's been like this, yeah. where there have been so many people involved. The other one I can think of on the top of my head might be uh, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Certainly. Remember when we did that all those uh, all those months ago? It seems yeah. like so long ago now. Um, there are a lot of people involved on uh, that album, yet mm. it sounded, you know, it maintained this con- real consistent sound to it. Mm. So it is quite remarkable that this album sounds the way it does, yeah. nine tracks in. Absolutely. Anyway, we are three tracks to go. We better come back to the album. With the song, uh, Come Back to Me. Oh, brilliant. You, you had that in mind, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, here it is. going to write a filler song for an album that's not too bad yeah that's not too bad at all i reckon that it's interesting that it's um kind of so far down the album yeah i know you know what i mean so he's maybe he's trying to put his filler a bit spread around a bit um (laughs) but yeah not too bad no not at all yeah Hmm. um very simplistic in regards to you know chord progressions and and all that um it's a great kirsten song again yes uh, and written by your mate uh, Andrew White. Oh, he's involved in this one. Liam as well. Gallagher there and Kirsten. So it's a, it's almost a dream team, mate. Isn't it? it is. A bit of groove in this one, uh, particularly in the melody and the verses. Mm-hmm. You know, just some really nice rhythmic phrasing going. Yeah, on, so. almost going back to uh, Wall of Glass. I was going to say uh, because in the chorus, there's that little part just after the chorus, and in the last part of the chorus with the real distorted guitar that we just played. Yeah. So it's almost, it's kind of stitching itself mm. back up to the to the top. And, and that song was also a Greg Kirsten song. Yeah, be, so maybe uh, that's his, maybe he likes a little bit of it. Yeah. He just likes that. He, d- he just generally likes that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll play the verses just to highlight some of the uh, groove in the vocals there. I've gone so far, my head. 
Very, very tight. Yeah, isn't it? It is. It is, and it's that's what I'm saying. As you said, it's. I don't think it's too much of a filler. I think it's just track it, ten. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think it's better than what was the other song we didn't really like. Very I much. get by. I think it's probably a better song than I get by. You better run. Probably yeah. better song yeah. than that as well. Yeah, does um, well. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Three minutes uh, I w- twenty-one. I, w- I will say the chord progression in the chorus is oh, no. something I've heard in about. A dozen Oasis songs or other songs out there. But he was uh, half of Oasis, though. Well, I guess that's a fair point. Yeah. So it's, you know. Yeah, so anyway, that's Come Back to Me. We're now final two songs. This is Universal Gleam. But I'm older now, gonna show. It's good, but I feel like it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm expecting it it's to kind reach of drony. that. I, I want it to reach that, you know, big crescendo, yeah. but it doesn't really ever get there. It's, yeah, it's a bit drony to me. Yeah. It's a bit, the whole song. I feel we get more and more judgmental the longer the album goes. Yeah, you know, m- mainly because, I mean, we've been quarantined in the studio now <laughs> for a couple hours and we're just like, oh, let us out. Yeah, well, but, think- you know, the powers that be prevent us from leaving. Well, the first, I mean, one to, probably one to ten. I think there are probably two, two tracks so far you could take out. Yeah. That would just save you, I just, it would just save you a bit of that drone, you know what I mean, and keep mm. you a bit more excited. Um, I don't have heaps to say. Um, I, I'll tell you, I will say there is another descending chord progression yes. with the verse. I so you were me, me, me likey yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give that a play now. And I will say, with that verse, the melody from the verse is from another song, and it's killing me because I can't think of what it is. Okay. I cannot think of it. So, right. So uh, just particularly that, you know, first two, the first two lines of that melody or so, if anyone knows what that is, do write to us. Yeah. Because it is killing me. I know it's from something else. Right. I know it's from something else. There's some good use of, like, sound effects, sort of like the... You know, trying to find the radio reception sort yeah. of sound effect, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which reminds me of something like uh, "I Am the Walrus" from the Beatles. You know that middle part of the song. Oh yeah, it's all weird and stuff. Um, does oh, I think the whole song's weird, but yeah, it's a good song though. As um, you were. Yeah, there's not too much I can really add to this. It's an, another okay bridge. Yeah. Uh, not a real fan of the lyric. You know, uh, what was it? I'm gonna make it right. Yeah, uh, that's just a bit uninspired to me. Yeah, you know, he's kind of he's kind of made that point. I yeah, think. especially in um, for what it's worth. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's what the whole song was about. So probably don't need to stretch the point any further. And I get that this song is called Universal Gleam, so it's going to have that drone that you brought up before. Yeah, but yeah, just I, I, I wanted I wanted this song to go to the next level. Yeah, with the you know big. Uh, 
overdriven guitar at the end, just even if it's just playing the chords uh, mm. that uh, the other instruments are playing, that's fine by me. But yeah, just it didn't get there, didn't quite get there. I absolutely agree. We are now down to the final song of the album, the uh, humorously titled "I've All I Need." Mm. So here we go. Great, great closer. Yeah, that's great. Really, really it's just good. Great. Best song in a probably in a while. since yeah, probably since Chinatown. Okay, I'd, I'd say so. A few tracks. Yeah, just you know recaptures everything that the album has provided so far and provides in this little uh, four minute pop tune, mm. which is great. Mm. Love the intro build up. So that lone acoustic guitar playing and all the other layers are added. So some more melodic uh, mm. electric guitar and the drums that yeah. slowly build up. So I'll give that a play now. think the chorus is maybe a little out of place in this song but it still works for some reason yeah i suppose, I suppose it's different that's how it kind of how it differs from universal gleam before it yeah because it's got something different to it and, yeah. it, and it, it goes somewhere yes you know as you said this goes somewhere and i think it really it goes somewhere it goes somewhere it, it, it does it lifts yeah it lifts it, and it goes to another kind of almost a, another song not another song but another section where mm. i think universal gleam is kind of all the one bit over and over again um so yeah, and it's a great I've All I Need, I think, is a really good name for a for a finishing track. You know, well, that's it. Yeah, it, it Got all, all I it, need, it, so... You know, it's, it looks a, a bit incorrect, I've All I Need, but yeah. I have all I need. Yeah, it's... You know, it's that contraction, I've All I Need, yeah. but it, it's grammatically correct. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, um, so... Going back to the chorus, some of the lyrics, uh, it's no time for looking back, thanks for all your support. It's yeah. almost like a, a farewell note, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, because you said, Campbell, I believe, a little while back, uh, that Liam said in an interview that if the album doesn't sell, he's never going to record again. Yeah. Uh, fortunately for him, I believe it's selling quite well, particularly uh, in England. Yeah. So, he's like, yeah, he says, if this doesn't work, then I'll hang up the boots. Mm. Which is almost a little bit mean to well, say that to your fans. Yeah, I mean... After all that, I suppose. I, I don't think any of us can accuse uh, Liam of doing music for the right reasons. No, no. Uh, a lot of money's always been there for him, but yeah, well, uh, he's not worth much now, because because Noel's. Well, he has to make his own tea now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that. Remember that video you showed me. That so for those who don't know, in fact, we'll share it on on our page after we release yeah. the podcast. But uh, it's Liam essentially making his own tea and you know, he's saying it's actually not tea. Oh, is you know it that? Not? I always thought it was tea. He went on um, Graham Norton and says it's this, it's this drink he uses that loosens up his vocal cords. Right. It's this, but it's his special brew thing special that he brew. that he makes. But he was saying that it's like I had three people yeah. who made this for me back, back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, and he would have. It's yeah. Anyone would would do those kind of jobs. Mm. Um, and that's what how most people get their jobs in the industry. They're 
Like yes. tea and coffees, I suppose. Um, uh, some other some other lyrics. So dry your eyes. It's not goodbye. Yeah. So all things must pass. Is yeah, there? all that's, things must pass. Another George uh, Harrison. That's George Harrison. Another reference. Uh, so maybe he's talking about you know the breakup of Oasis, and but you know we're still making yeah. music independently, so mm. it's not all over. That's true. Well, yeah, I mean, it isn't over because Noel's about to release an album. Mm. And what I like is that you might like Noel stuff, you might like Liam's stuff. You've got a new Oasis album if you just mash the two together. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably going to be the perfect blend of, you know, Liam's more straightforward Oasis stuff and Noel's more experimental yeah. Uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a great guitar lead break. There is. Lead, lead guitar break uh, in this song, which is great because we haven't heard many lead guitar solos uh, on this album, no. It's, well, it's not really a guitar-y no. album. I think uh, I don't have much of Noel's music, but I assume it'd be much more. Uh, not, not even. I mean, there's probably a few more solos there, but yeah. again, it's far more about the song mm. and serving the song, which I think's a very similar deal here. But there's a great uh, lead section here, which I'll play now. Sounds great, but just the use of tone and uh, the melody it plays, and then of course it goes back into the the chorus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, did you have anything else to bring up? Any no. more subtle references, Liam snuck no. into the tune? No, I mean, that was very interesting trying to pick them out. Yeah, um, but great, great closing track. That's yeah. all I. That's I think what we need to talk about now it. is if there's anything we'd get rid of. All right. Well, firstly, can you give me a favourite song? Hmm. What took your fancy? Um, I liked, well, Wall of Glass is great. Um, Bold is I, great. I sort of forget about Wall of Glass. Yeah. Because, it's so yeah. far, it's longer. I mean, it's only a 44-minute tr- album, so it's not too bad. Yeah. But, um, not including bonus tracks. Yeah, Wall of Glass is great. Which we won't get to. Um, Bold is great. I think the first four was, were really good. Um, but in the second half, in the last kind of, what we're talking about, Overall, and Eddie's great. Come back to me in Chinatown. I really can't pick one because they're all so different. But I think Chinatown was my favourite from yeah, the fair start. Enough. Yeah, from when I first listened to it, I'm like that's the best song on the album. Yeah. So I'll have to stick with that. I think. Yeah. Yourself? Uh, I'd go bold. Okay. And I've all I need. I I, I like quite yeah. a bit as well. Right. Uh, now, anyway, in regards to songs that we'd maybe take out, Universal Glean. Yep. And maybe I get by. Yep. Keep maybe keep you better run. Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves us with 10 tracks. And there are three songs on the bonus edition. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. All, the, all my people slash all mankind and I never want to be like you. Mm. Uh, I wonder what that final song's about. Yeah, but you could probably... Um, I mean, you could probably take take more off. I mean, we've taken... How many have we taken? Just two. Five minutes ago. Probably about eight. Seven, eight minutes. Seven, eight minutes off that. So it's a 40-minute album. That's, that's more than acceptable. Yeah. But... It's a credit to this album that, you know, we can listen to it and say, just get rid of the two tracks. Yeah. Everything else has its, of has course, it, has yeah. its purpose. But I think that it's probably good for Liam's, at least his mental health, to get all <laughs> of this stuff out, you know. Any of the stuff that he's thinking, he just put it out on the album and it's there. So to hold something back, perhaps, because this is obviously is just a big clear out of his, all the things he's thinking about, mm. which, which we, we know that going in. So perhaps it's they all serve a purpose. You know, maybe if they're not the best songs, at least they're therapeutic. It's therapeutic, yeah, and, and it might allow him to write um, more diverse 
musically, not lyrically, but diverse musically albums in the future, um, mm. which we hope for. So without a doubt, I would I'd love to hear another um, al- album. Um, well, as we, as I said before, the album is selling pretty well. So I think well, it'd certainly I'm, be I'm coerced buy to do another one. I'm gonna go and buy it when I next time JB or whatever. I'll. Yeah, I'll, it's it's a, it's a good one to have. Oh yeah, I'll have it. Good, you know, playing the car or whatever. Some good singing yeah, songs and. I mean, every song. I mean, just about every song has something different. Yeah. And it's not, it's an honest joy to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually put this above the new Queens of the Stone Age album, the new Foo Fighters album. Yep. Uh, I think this is better. I think it's better too. Uh, quite honestly. Mm. But anyway, that is Liam Gallagher's "As You Were." Yeah. And sign off Twitter post. Yeah. And as you were, I suppose. as you were. Um, yeah. yeah, we should get on Twitter. We should. We should. I, I want. To, I want to expand the social medias. I want to. I want to get more stuff out there. I yeah. mean, I'm, I've been you know, fairly busy with uni over the last little bit, but get I, on I, Insta. I, 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 this this can this can be uh, my new full time job. Insta's where it's at, mate. Get on the gram. Get on the gram. Yeah. Is that is that what they call it? The gram. That's what I call it. That's what you call it. Yeah, on the gram, gramming it. Right, so we'll get on. We'll get on the books, the the twits, and the grams. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's that's not grams. Don't say we'll get on the grams. (laughs) That sounds like something entirely. That sounds that sounds very Liam Gallagher. Yeah, something Liam Gallagher would do, perhaps. All right, well, let's go and do some class A drugs. Classy drugs. That's a great. That should be a great sign off. Um, <laughs> anyway, you have, now we're, we're, that's why you should call these album. We're forgetting some class A drugs. We're forgetting how to uh, how to sign off. Um, there needs well, to, we'll, we'll we'll get to it eventually. There needs to be a song that you play on the end. Yes. So uh, I'll I'll think of that later. We'll think of that one later. But uh, just quickly, thanks to all our loyal listeners who have stuck with us over the last month. As we said before, there's just been few too many things that have popped up uh you know that have prevented us from doing the podcast with you being away for a couple of weeks yep. to us not really feeling a hundred percent to you know me being busy with uni or you having your 21st will, we, will we be back next week i reckon we'll be back next week so I we will too. if you're listening to this this is probably going to be released on friday our usual release date is uh sunday but i'm, I'm going to get this out on friday just a bit of a present a bit just, of a, a, bit, yeah, of a sorry. bit of a bit of a present yeah. yeah so the following podcast will probably be released that following sunday yeah provided we can actually record it yeah no we, none, we, none of us spontaneously combust during the week because it seemed like uh everything was coming against us when we were trying to record this yeah well we'll um even when we were here in the studio the audio box was deciding not to cooperate with my laptop and yeah. i was just like oh jeez next week i can rule well uh, when, unless unless anything goes wrong, as you say, unless we can bust, we'll we'll, we'll definitely have something. Yes. on. we don't know what yet. So no, we don't. If you have any, I think it's your call. Th- is it okay. this week? Unless someone uh, decides to write in, if so, hit us up on the Facebook page tbtwcj at uh, gmail dot com or the Facebook page. Uh, send an email to yeah the Gmail or whatever, and we'll do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm rusty at this. Yeah, but otherwise we'll. Uh, I don't know how to do this anymore. Otherwise, I'll find something, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, uh, thanks to all our new listeners as well. I think we've uh, gained a lot of followers over the last month, which is amazing yep. considering we haven't actually released anything. Yeah, true. Uh, so just so you know, everyone, this is not usually how we roll. We try to get one out once a week. Yeah. So for everyone uh, just who's just come aboard, thank you for your support, as Liam Gallagher would say. <laughs> Good. And. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. We've got some, uh, hopefully, some good stuff coming through. Because that's the thing, we don't know what we're doing yet. Exactly right. So, from all of us here at Track by Track, mainly just you and me. Yeah. Uh, this has been Track by Track with Campbell and Jack, with Campbell and Jack. See you next time. As you were. Better if you don't look down at the page.
Ages of your pain 